0: Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and I am back for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. Happy Friday. How are you doing? How's your day going? I hope it's going well. I hope you have lots of plans for the weekend. Um, And what I mean by plans is it can be activities or it can just be to rest. Either way, I hope your, your Friday is going good your weekend will be everything that you want it to be and more. So let's get into this podcast episode for today. I want to talk about how some of you, what I've noticed is that many of you, right, social workers and non-social workers, this can apply to any type of career seeker. I'll just be using social work like related things, right? But insert your profession because I know other professions listen to me um, on my podcast episode. So I want to talk about ways that you sabotage yourself because at the root of it all, you're afraid of your greatness. You are afraid of the new version of you. And what made me want to talk about this episode is a combination of, combination of a few things that i've been noticing right and so um and then also like sprinkle in some things that i'm experiencing in my own life and so i want to start with a little story time right so if if you follow my work on instagram at the underscore msw coach oh let me put a pin in it let me introduce myself see I get so excited about this topic because I created I, I wrote out my outline last night to the top it's like oh I can't wait to talk about this because they are guilty of doing this thing but let me introduce myself because I know new people find me every day so for those who already know who I am just just hold, hold pump your brakes for one minute I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into the topic but let me introduce myself to the other people Welcome. Welcome to my part of the internet. My name is Marthea Pitts. I'm known on the social work internet streets as the MSW coach. I help social workers make the pivot from case management to macro social work roles because I wholeheartedly believe that social workers are the answer to the issues of the world. So I am on a mission to help more social workers make the pivot to macro spaces in every industry, organization, and setting type. I don't specialize in helping social workers get jobs in the typical places where social workers work, like your local nonprofit social service organization. That is not me. <laughs> if that is what you're looking for, click off. This is not, this is not the episode. This is not you, I am not your person, right? If you are interested in doing large scale change making work, I am your person. Um, As of today I've helped well over 100 social workers make the pivot to macro social work roles where they have three to four times plus their social work salaries or more um, and they are really moving the needle closer to progress. Now the key to all of that is, which leads us into this conversation that we're going to have is that they did the work to get to, the play, to get to the place where they want it to be. I am very clear about the fact that my program is not a done-for-you service. I'm not sitting around writing people's resumes, applying to jobs for people. I'm not doing any of those things. If that is the type of service you're looking for, I am not your person. Do me a favor and do you a favor and click off. Right, click off, go find you somebody else that does that. What I do is I teach people how to design social work, macro social work careers that they love, right? Because I myself as a three-time award-winning workforce development career counselor and macro social worker who made the pivot from case management to macro roles, I understand the importance of being able to learn proven strategies and techniques to navigate your macro social work career. Because once you get one job, your journey does not stop, right? And so when you embark on resume writing services, all of the things, that's just like a one, you get one resume to get one job, right? Um, but I teach you the strategies that I developed in my own pivot, um, which then helps me go on to land five macro roles. Um, I've worked in policy. I worked on a national level with mayors, um, for those who are new here, my area of interest is workforce development for historically under-resourced populations and communities. My population is pregnant and parenting youth. So I have done work, uh, A lot of work visit my LinkedIn page look at my resume do your due diligence check me out see what my resume is read my receipts all of the things so let's get into this podcast episode um but quick reminder I am having another free live workshop in the month of August it will be Saturday August 19th from 11 to 1 p.m where I will be sharing my five proven steps to land a macro social work job. So if you are not registered for that free workshop, you should be. Visit macroandpaid.com and register right now. You you can move my podcast episode window to the side and click open another window and go to macroandpaid.com and register all I need is your email address and I'll start sending you emails with information for login to the Zoom and all of the things the closer we get it to the date. So do that and tell a friend, tell a friend, share, share, share. Okay, so let's get into this episode. So I wanted to talk about how, what I've noticed is how some of you sabotage yourself in your career before, uh, like before you even get started, right? And And ultimately, um, I think it's because you all are afraid of your greatness. I want to give the disclaimer. I am not a clinical social worker. <laughs> I have never been a clinical social worker a day in my life. I don't aspire to be one either. But where I what I am talking about today is from lived experience, right? And from working with hundreds of career seekers over the years and talking with them one-on-one, right? And them sharing with me like their their closely held fears and issues as far as why they are hesitant to progress in their career even when they have a strong desire to do so, right? So I want to be clear. This is from like people sharing their intimate like struggles with me. Okay. So what I've noticed is that many of you all sabotage your career because you're afraid, ultimately because you're afraid of your greatness, right? And so um, in past podcast episodes, I've taught very transparently about like the fears that I had even in making the pivot to macro work. And um, I had a live workshop one time about how I pushed through those things, what my strategies are. And I gave ideas to people, um, other ideas, to the attendees on ways to do that. So um, I want to talk about this today because it's time to revisit the topic. (laughs) Um, And then I also wanted to give some tangible like things that I'm noticing as far as like how you silently sabotage your progress. And I think some of you know, especially my clinical people, I think y'all know but then maybe again, you don't. So I'm going to point them out, right? I'm I'm going to have the bullhorn in the mirror up to call them out to you today. So you can like start creating some type of internal system to be like, okay, I'm doing this again. Why am I doing this? Why am I reverting back to my old ways when I know different strategies? Okay, so let's talk about it. Okay, so I want to start with where, how I'm, infused in this whole conversation um if you've been following me on on my instagram page at the underscore msw coach i've been sharing little snippets here and there about my um journey to moving my body every day right and so what that looks like is that i have a trainer a fitness trainer i go to a class every morning Uh, and I work out with him and my other classmates for 45 minutes, right? Um, At the end of those classes, he typically will have opportunity for you to do what what, uh, the in-body scan, I was going to say weigh yourself, but it's way more than just weighing yourself, right? It's an in-body scan where you get on the machine, you hold onto some little bars, you're barefoot, it, it like gauges how much... Um, like your hydration level your body fat it weighs you it tells you how each limb of your how much each limb of your body weight like it really tells you everything to the teeth it spits out like how much protein you're supposed to get a day all of the things right it's a good tool to use when you're on this journey However, I started working out with my trainer in March of this year, 2023, and I had to get on the in skin when I first started with him. So he knew how to, it was an assessment. It is an assessment tool that he uses, right? Um, how to tailor my workouts and tell me like how much protein I need a day, all of the things, right? I since then have not been back on that machine <laughs> <laughs> Even though um, my classmates, there are people in my class, in my class and in other classes, because he have classes all day long that get on the machine weekly so they can like track their weights and he can tailor and all of the things. Right. And so um earlier this week, he somebody asked to get on the machine. And one of my classmates asked me on my way, walking out the door, was I going to get on? And I was like, oh, no. uh I said, I haven't been on that since I started. I said, because if I get on there and see how much I've lost, I will sabotage myself. Right. (laughs) And So I said, and so, you know, I love to break things down plainly for people. I was like, I will get the big head and start acting different right and I would then want to go and celebrate the thing right but ultimately at the core and I said that in all joking if you're new here I love to joke I love I think I'm the funniest person that I know but at the root of that I did my work a few years ago right what I realized when I was on this journey a few years ago was that when I get on the scale frequently it does more harm than good for me because at the root of it, I am afraid of a new version of me, All right? And this is the truth. This is years of me getting to the core of why when I get on the scale, I then go and celebrate and do things that I, don't, I, sh- I wasn't doing weeks before that helped me get this major win. And then next thing I know, I'm back to where I started before I started the journey, right? Um, and again, it's not about weight loss. It's about moving my my body. OK, so I was like, no, I'm, I can't do that because i it takes a while for my brain to catch up with my body. Right. So I'm giving my brain the time that it needs to catch up with the clear changes that my body is going through. Right. It's clear. So what I do is measure myself through non scale victories, right? It's clear that my body is changing. I look very different now than I did in March, right? And I know this because people close to me tell me all the time, even though sometimes I don't see it, right? Okay. So I say that because many of you are guilty of doing the same thing in your career, right? Many of you are guilty of doing the same thing in your career. And what I mean by that is some of you have been trying for years to either like get in macro jobs or get in the type of jobs that you want. Because again, I know other professions listen to me. And when you are presented with the opportunity to move out of the zone that you've created, your comfort zone, right? your life, your reality, the world that you have come to know, um, you sabotage you. And so I wanted to give you three ways that I see that people do this, right? Um, because I, again, it takes a while for, your, for you to get caught up to the idea of a new version of you. So when you get like thrown into it and a new version of you is coming about, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is what? This is not, I'm used to just coming in. I'm going to give a case management example. I'm just used to coming into my case management job and sitting and doing my work, putting my head down. What? People are asking me my thoughts. What? I People want to bring me in for an interview, right? Or wow, I actually qualify for this type of job. I can make this much money, right? These are the things that your brain, <laughs> your nervous system is in shock. That's why I really ease people into the conversation and into career coaching with me, right? Sometimes people want to come in. That's why I say, don't come in my program if you are just wanting like a resume the first day. That's not what we do, right? There is a process. That's why I ease people through. That's the whole part of being coach. I ease people through the process because many of you think all I need is a resume. All I need is a resume. Then you get the resume and let's say you do land a job if you know how to find a macro job, which that's a whole nother issue in and of itself that I teach inside of Accelerator how to find the actual job. But let's say you then get an interview. What happens is you go in that interview like you're interviewing for a case management job because that's all you know. That's your reality. When it's a way, it's a whole different ball game, right? So anyway, let's get into the first sign that I see. So many of you are... Um, like hide under the guise of, I don't know how to find macro jobs, right? So let's say the opportunity presents itself for you to move into a different space. Many of you are comfortable with saying, I don't know, or I need a license, right? Like, or like you're used to sticking to the same reasons when I have worked very hard over the last three years to dispel or like minimize those barriers for you, right? So many of you hold close under the guise of macro jobs aren't easy, or I have to know somebody to get a macro job. When I have come on this platform day in and day out and say, no, you don't. And, the, and explain the difference between social work and men and macro jobs and why people think you need to know someone, or you come or you hold on to the guise of, I live in a small town, I, I can't find a macro job, right? So many of you hold on to the belief of you don't have the enough information to move into the space where you really want to be, truthfully, because you're comfortable with where you are, right? So I want to say that if that is you, like I said earlier, I come on here every day. Every day in the month of August. I'm on Instagram every day in some shape, form, or capacity. I'm posting something. I am your resource. I am your resource. I give out tons of free information. I have had, I don't I haven't counted them, but I know I am well almost close to like 10 free workshops that I've had, right? So for you to walk around under the guise of, I don't know how to find macro jobs, or they're not available to me, that is a way that you're sabotaging your greatness before it can even get started, okay? Number two that I see, now hold on to your chair, hold on to your chair, because it's going to touch somebody, it's going to touch a nerve, I know it is, and I really don't care, because I'm holding up the mirror today. Right. So many of you sabotage yourself by listening to everyone and everything and always looking for a shortcut. So what I've noticed is there are there are a subgroup of social workers who y'all will shortcut short shortcut your way in a minute. Right? You will shortcut your way in a minute, even though you know, you know for a fact that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing to get the job that you want. And so what that looks like, what I've seen it look like is I'll be coaching someone and I have strategies, proven strategies, strategies that work, that are used on a rinse and repeat process. This is what you do. This is when you do it. This is how you respond to this. This is what you submit, right? Like a proven process that's mapped out from beginning to end this is what you have to do this is how you do it right i don't just tell you the thing i tell you how to do it i give you examples i work with you one-on-one all of the things i'll have career coaching clients come back to me and be like um i'm having trouble <laughs> because i am blah 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 whatever the outcome is right and then i'll be like well what did you do exactly Right. And it usually takes 10 minutes to get to this. Or or they'll come in telling me excitedly, oh, I use Chat GPT. If you're on the podcast, you can't see my face right now. Right. So I I'm, I'm I'm gonna be supportive of you because that's just the social worker in me. But then I'm gonna pause for a moment and be like, did I tell you to use Chat GPT? I don't remember having a conversation about using Chat GPT. And now you're coming back to me wondering why you're not getting hits on your resume. And I, that's not what I signed off on. That's not what we talked about in for hours on end. How did you come to, oh, I'll use chat GPT, right? And so what I learned is that, or another example of that is someone will come and say, they'll show their resume. And like, Oh, to see your resume because everyone that comes through my program they go through an editing process right I teach you how to write your resume but then I have a second layer to that where I edit and approve and okay your resume right and I give everyone the same talk that's the case manager in me right so I know what I tell everyone I tell everyone the exact thing the exact same way So no one can ever say, you told me, blah, blah, blah. No, I tell everyone the same exact thing, right? So what it'll look like is they'll come back with their resume and be like, oh, I'm not really getting any hits or I'm not getting the hits that I'm looking for, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, let me look at your resume. And then I look at their resume and the formatting is just different, right? They'll have a summary section. I don't teach you to write a summary section. I teach you how to illustrate your actual skills in tangible bullets, right? Um, they'll come with the skills list. They have changed the, the, the layout, of the template that I provide, right? It's the whole, get, what I call, you get caught up in the weeds, right? Many of you, because you are afraid, because it's just that close, you see it, right? Because I always hear the same response from participants. When I teach them how to find macro jobs that they want to do and I teach them how to read the job description and they start reading the job description and they start mastering that technique, they always have the same aha moment, which is, I didn't know I qualified to do this. I didn't know I could have done this all this time. Wow, this is always out here, right? So when the veil is lifted and the reality comes in like, wow, I could have been doing this all along. I qualify for this. I don't have to be working five jobs. They then, the reality of them knowing, like, the reality of them in real time then begins to be questioned. Again, I'm not clinical. I don't know the clinical side of this. I'm just saying it in layman's terms, right? Right the scare this the the fear of the unknown starts coming to end because then that means like what does that mean for me now right the reality that they've known the world that they've created is essentially like disappearing and the new version of them is showing through and that's scary for some people so then what they do is to like oh wow this is And this is closer than I thought. This is more attainable than I thought. I thought it was not a real thing, right? Yes, they come into my program, but in the core of it, they're not ready for me to dispel everything they've ever heard about careers. They're not ready. Even though I warn people, I am here to shatter everything you ever thought you knew. Everything anybody has ever taught you about getting a job. And then when I teach them that in the first few months, it's a lot for the brain, right? The the brain hasn't got, got caught up to the strategies that they're learning. So what that looks like is they go out and seek information from sources that are not reliable and then start using it in their job search. Or they go out and seek information from other professions, people in tech careers, people in STEM careers, and start inserting it in their job search. They go and seek information from other people around like people that specialize in recent college grads, even though they've been in the workforce for six, seven years. That information doesn't apply to you. But then they start sprinkling it in. They start getting distracted. They start going out, wandering out into the weeds. Right? Because they need time, what I always say to get their mind right, like to, for their mind, their brain to catch up with the reality of what's happening in real time. So, that is an example of how many of you sabotage the progress that you're making. Right? So, that's number two. Number three is it feels hard or different. So then they stop, right? So an example of this, and this isn't just towards people in my cult uh, that I've worked with in the past. This is for people who I don't even know that's out in the workforce. You sabotage your career because you're afraid of your greatness. One of the ways you do that, that I see is common is, oh, they want a cover letter. (laughs) I'm not going to apply for that job. They, They don't want a cover letter. They want a cover letter. I'm not going to apply. So then you don't apply. What? All right. How this applies to social workers is that way of thinking of, I'm not going to write a cover letter is because the truth, not a truth. This is the truth. Hold on to your chair. Many social workers think that jobs are just should just fall into your lap because you're a social worker. I'm a social worker. Everybody wants to hire me. And then add on top of that if you have a license. Many of you think jobs should just fall out of the sky into your lap because I have a license. But newsflash. Hold on to your seat. Macro employers don't care about your license. Only the local nonprofits and social service organizations in your neighborhood, they, they care about that. Right? That's. And so because they care about it, that's why they hire you in the interview. <laughs> that's why they hire you before you can get into your car in the parking lot. That's why they call you when you are clearly overqualified. You have 20 years in the game and you put in a, a job application for a case management job and they calling you before you could hit apply good because they know your worth and you don't know your worth. So they gonna jump on it. I told one of my participants, because we me and my participants, we can talk, you know, regular. I was like, that's just like when you have a partner. I said a boyfriend. When you have a boyfriend and they know your greatness, right? And, and, they, and they don't want, they don't want to share you with the world because they don't want nobody else to see you, because they know that you are really a prize. You are a, like you are it, girl, but you don't know that. He will keep you hidden away from other people. He won't let you go to anything. He won't let you do anything. He wants to keep you to himself. and Because he doesn't want you to realize how great you really are. That's how those employers are. And reverse that. It may be a woman. (laughs) I don't know. Put in your person. Right? So... I want you to understand that macro jobs are competitive. They are competitive. You ain't going to get no job just off GP, because general principal because you're a social worker. you going to have to put in some work. So I tell people this is not an overnight program. I'm not sitting up writing people resumes. I got a life. I teach you how to write your resume. I'll support you on your journey, but I'm not going to do it for you. So what happens is, and again, this is people inside and outside of my program, it starts feeling hard because you're doing something new, right? You're doing something new and it requires you to do work because you have to do the work to get to mastery. We don't come out of the womb knowing things, right? So when it starts to feel hard, people retreat and then they just want to stop. Or they'll start focusing on like case management jobs, direct practice, micro jobs, things that are within their comfort level, right? So that's a way that people sabotage themselves. Um, Also with that, let me piggyback on what I just said. I see that people then revert back to their case management job search strategies, right? Um, Or they'll start looking at direct practice adjacent jobs. That's what I call them because you know how to get those with, get those types of jobs with your eyes closed. And so what I, just a few examples that I wrote down in my notes, is that's like an academic advisor in higher ed. That's a case management adjacent job. That's case management all day. They just don't call you a case manager. You're still providing direct practice. You're dealing with students' holistic needs. You're keeping case files and documents. You have to see them on a schedule, um, like, period of time you have to see them at scheduled timelines throughout the semester right so you start looking at case management adjacent jobs it may be a clinical job like if you're non-clinical you then start looking at getting licensure so you can be a clinical therapist if you're if you're the opposite then if you're a clinical therapist you start looking at non-clinical jobs right because it feels hard it feels different so you stop Or you start looking at other jobs within your peripheral, within your comfort zone. You don't want to be stretched, right? So these are ways that I see people sabotage themselves. But I want you all to know that like consistency is the key to anything in life, right? Because another way that I see under that same umbrella is They'll do do the strategies one day or like a social worker that's not in my program, they'll write a cover letter one time and then scream, oh, it didn't work. I didn't get the job. You did it one time. (laughs) You did it one. You applied to one job and have decided that I'm never going to write a cover letter again. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. All right. So, I want to say that many of you are sabotaging yourself before you can even get started. Or once you get started, you sabotage yourself and you go back and hide and retreat. I understand that some of some people have to go through that, right? Because it's the fear of the unknown, at the root of it all. That's what all it is: fear of the unknown. What does this mean for me? What does this mean for the life that I've created for myself? What does this mean for the life that I've created for my family? When you start stepping into your dreams, that's when the life gets real, right? When you start really getting in control of your life and dictating like where you want to work, who you want to be affiliated with, what type of work you're doing instead of just picking from what is given to you, and when you start realizing that you have more freedom and control than you ever realized, that's a real thing for people. And it's scary. So sometimes you may have to retreat back a few times because it's just too much for your brain to catch up with. I just want you to not to go back. Don't go back to me because the world needs you. The world is waiting on you to show up, but you have to realize that you have to get comfortable in your greatness and you can't keep hiding away because that's ultimately what you're doing. You're hiding away, you wanna be unseen. And some of you, it may be like a a protection factor. I wanna protect myself, right? I don't wanna be scrutinized by people. I don't wanna be judged by people. I don't want people to talk bad about me. Be it if they really will or if you just think they will. But I want you all to really work on that. So I'm going to stop there because I think y'all got the point. Um, But those are just some ways that I see people sabotaging themselves because you're ultimately afraid of your greatness. Be great. Like I told my friend, my best friend, I said, I want you to shine so bright that you have to make them put sunglasses on. I don't just talk to y'all like this i talk to people close to me actually they get a way more like raw version. i want y'all to shine so bright that you have to make people put sunglasses on but you have to believe you have to be comfortable with being great all right so make certain that you register for workshop number two on august 19th visit macaronpay.com. i'll be back i'll talk to y'all tomorrow I'll come back with another episode. Have a wonderful day. Happy macro career planning. Bye.